Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports Station. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Weldcraft and Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Harbor Marine, Ray Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Hello, good morning, welcome to the Outdoor Line, streaming live on MyNethWest.com. Don't forget about the live video feed on 710 Sports and, of course, the venerable the Outdoorline.com with blogs, podcasts, and pictures of Joey Pibernicus. I have a new hobby, <laughs> a new passion. What? Okay. I'm very passionate now about walleye fishing. I think that's cool, dude. I'm, I'm going to uh, probably join the National Walleye Tour. <laughs> I'm going to become a pro. The FLW. Joey, Joey Pyburn of the FLW. Austin was showing me how to. Um, you can slide a cannonball right down their throats. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, that's right. I saw about I, I saw some guys, and that was their investment strategy was to yeah. add lead to walleye. <laughs> I don't think that worked out too, very too, too well for them. Um, very, very difficult news this this morning. One of my mentors and, and longtime friends in the media, Wayne Cruz of, of the Everett Herald, um, passed away yesterday. Wayne was Wayne was born um, on, on the 9th of August, 1937. He was just a legendary outdoor writer. He was a United States veteran. Um, born in Seattle in 1937, you know, uh, grew up during World War II. He rode on the UW crew team. He served in the U.S. Navy, taught history in high school, and, and started his writing career by by sending freelance articles just all over the place and 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 and, and stuck to, to to no small extent. Um, wrote for Fishing and Hunting News, uh, but I mean, it, it was funny because you you knew it was Thursday when every mailbox. Every newspaper box, rather, around you, you couldn't find an Everett Herald because of his Thursday column. He wrote. He used to write a column in, in the Herald on on Sunday, and and this is when the Everett Herald rivaled um, the the Post Intelligencer here in town yeah. and, and the Everett Herald, or excuse me, in the Seattle Times. You know, because we had we had a very strong outdoor um, presence for a long, long time with Greg Johnston writing for um you know writing for the PI and of course our our, our dear friend Mark Uasa writing for the Times sure. now now Mark is is filling a lot of that um same um same role with with WDFW and doing a great job um and, you know always yeah, yeah for sure so so you know uh, Wayne was really really kind to you know both both Robbo and I when we were just starting out the whole radio thing and uh, which is now, you know, starting in our, into our third decade now, if you can freaking believe that. Jeez. But uh, but Wayne Cruz, I, I you know, I, uh, I got to fish quite a bit with him. I brought him down to the to Columbia one time springer fishing and we're just above the bridge um, on, on the Washington side trolling downhill and his, his rod folds over. And I'll never forget the springtime. There's a mallard drake and a hen about. 12 yards, 15 yards away from the boat, and he hooked this springer, and the springer jumped over the mallard drake oh and landed gosh. in the water. That's so. one of those moments that you wish you had. Yeah. You had a cell phone For in sure. your pocket, and you had that video. So, uh, you know, got to fish Puget Sound with him a bunch, and, and actually one of the last times I had him on the boat, um, Mark Uasa joined us, so I had these two, you know, outdoor riding legends. But uh, and, and, of course, Wayne's wife, Judy Ray Cruz, was the, was the culinary writer for, for the Everett Herald, too. 
and gave me my first uh, taste of a chipotle mayo ham sandwich. I mean, she used to make them in these Kaiser rolls, but. Um, so I, uh, the whole Morgan, my, uh, Morgan, uh, Cruz, Wayne's son told me about it. So my heart goes out to, uh, to the whole Cruz family today and, and, and Wayne Cruz, who was a, a mentor to me in, in, in the journalism field and just supported a lot of the stuff that we did. And, and, and Wayne Cruz, Godspeed, Godspeed, my friend, you will, yeah. you will, be, you will be missed. You'll be missed. The, uh, the whole, you know, I just, I, we, every, every winter, every winter of, uh, excuse me, every sun, every Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend, he'd have the steelhead preview in the in the yep. Sunday paper and just a whole bunch of stuff. And and you always knew that you were keeping up on the outdoor news if you got Wayne's column every week. And and uh, just a big void for sure. Yeah, Wayne Cruz uh, passed away at um, at uh, eighty seven, so he'll be missed for sure. Um, so uh, then, <laughs> in, in other amazing news, I get this picture yesterday from the from the Port of Everett Everett waterfront and. Uh, Somebody apparently ventilated the front of Harbor Marine. With, yeah, a little with, smash and grab. Holy smokes, dude. We saw something down there at a, at a gun shop earlier this week mm-hmm. in, in the South Sound. And uh, I don't know, apparently the guys, they got off work from that smash and grab and drove a truck right through the front of Harbor Marine on yes, yesterday morning. Just insane. So if, if any of you guys need something for your boat today, I, I'm heading straight there after I get off air uh, down to Harbor Marine. Let's let's show uh, let's show Lauren Bivens and the crew yeah, down there a little bit of support today. Support those guys. Yeah, it's just you know unbelievable, dude. So, uh, but but uh, but anyway, I, and I got some I got some parts to grab anyway because I'm doing so. Some, do I. I I ordered uh, a new uh, part for my boat trailer, so I'm going to swing in there too and and uh, support those guys. Yeah, I mean. Can we start enforcing laws again? Oh, Unbelievable! Please? Just, just crazy. Um, so, so at any rate, though, uh, last day of the boat show was was last Saturday. Really good traffic. All, overall, a really, really great show, and definitely gave us some ideas uh, where we're going with uh, you know a couple couple projects on the boat. Um, the excuse me, the the Portland show is going on right now, yep. and it's Rolling. yeah, it, it's honking. And and if you think you know that the sports shows around here are of one level. That whole Portland deal it takes it takes the whole showplex down there in in Portland. I mean, it's a big event, dude. Massive event. Just yeah, basically I, everybody we know is down. Everybody's there right down now. there. Yeah. I know. I talked to Jerry Spice yesterday, and he's down there, and and uh, my buddy James Petker's down there, and all my all my buddies from the the XO team are all down there. So, um, yeah, I mean, take a trip down to Portland. That thing is. Three times the size of what we do here. Oh, just, yeah, it's amazing. Of course, right on the Columbia River, too. Really, really cool show. I wouldn't be at least a bit surprised if we end up spending a day or two down there, you know. But well, let's put it this way. Welcome to January 49th today, <laughs> okay? The, the, the longest February you could possibly imagine. Um, we got word from uh, from WDFW this week that, that there's going to be, we're going to cover this in Northwest Outdoor Port, but we're, uh, we're, we're going to have um, an advisory call with regard to Marine Area 10, but we're this Marine Area 10 winter fishery is belaboring under three different management triggers right now, and that are total encounters, total sublegal encounters, and total unmarked encounters. This is just an artificially high level of 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 of. Yeah, yeah, they're pulling the numbers to such a fine point right now. Mm-hmm. It's just why we're holding this fishery to the scrutiny. I, I'll have no idea. But there's a whole bunch of people on the bank right now in Marine Area Ten asking why. And so one of the one of the um, markers that we're at is the total unmarked encounters is up at ninety eight percent. And so 
there's still test fishing going on, but those numbers got to break in a phenomenal manner for us to even eke out another day. And honestly, I don't think it's going to happen. But that's another reason that that we all need to step up this year and get involved in the North Falcon process. So the first part of that is going to be a week from Friday. Okay, so that's March third, and and there'll be uh, we'll we'll be putting out lots of information with regard to you know the North Falcon, but. But uh, basically, it starts with the forecast meetings, and then um, we're, we're going to start, you know, rolling down that path. But we we need to start managing these these fisheries in a little more equitable fashion. When we're the only fishery that is held to such amazing, you know, detail of scrutiny that we've got three different harvest triggers, and we have fisheries that don't even last as long as the Western Washington elk season. You know, there's there's something wrong. Yeah. There's something phenomenal. No, wrong it's with that. N- it's not fair. No, it's not. And and I know that you guys pushed really hard to to not open this fishery fishery in february why why are we putting everybody in marine area 10 in february when we know there's a bunch of subs around let's not open this fishery until march when we then have a a cq fishery we can spread the fleet out and uh and there'll just be less small fish around well it's it's march it's it's frustrating in that you know i work with a bunch of the other puget sound advisors and and you know, when we write emails regarding this and go, look, do we really want to open this up seven days and just let her fly, right? Why don't we open it up, you know, have a four-day opener and let's see where we're at with the numbers. Hey, let, you know, and, and that would have been the wiser course of action. Because right? then we could have shut this thing yep. down. And we would have known there's a bunch of subs around. And then maybe we would get an opportunity in March, which probably well, you know, and, and we're March, not going to get. Well, I don't think we are now. I really don't. Uh, and, and obviously, the thing about March is you get nicer weather. You know, there's a spring break component. There's more kids out of school. You can get the kids on the water. But we get a real shot at potentially getting some adult fish in here. But, you know, we, we saw it from the get-go on, on Marine Area 10 that it was 10 shorts for every keeper. That's a wasteful fishery. It's, you know, and, and it's it just completely unwise. And for, you know, WDFW to pull the string on it, ignore emails, and and just let it you know, let this opportunity get wasted. It's 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 unacceptable, and and that's hope, that's probably the biggest message that we're going to have to communicate during during North of Falcon. You're going to be you're going to be hearing more of this. Meanwhile, dude, Lake Washington, there's a decent fishery going on there. Our dear friend Brad Hole, kayak fishing Washington right now, mm-hmm. kokanee and kokanee. cutthroat, and some nice kokanee. Yeah, so he, he calls them. He he said, well. They're shakers. They're sockeye shakers. But they're like 14-inch kokanee. Dude. Look, I go fish Lake, uh, Lake Stevens mm-hmm. during the peak of the season, and you're catching 9- to 12-inch right. kokanee. Well, you just you look at the food base. Uh, first off, any lake that has sockeye in it is, is by nature a, a pretty rich lake because – you know, sockeye—they're—they're they're not really what you'd call meat eaters. They're—they're—they're they're, they're plankton eaters. You know, they look down their gullet and they can almost filter feed as they swim through the water column. So they're eating daphnia and all kinds of protozoa, zooplankton, plant plankton—you know, zo- whatever, man, whatever they can get in their gullet, mm-hmm. they're dumping them down there. Um, I, I got to do a lot of sockeye life history research projects at the University of Washington in, in some really really remote Alaskan locations. And, and the cool thing is, sockeye in a lake just by being there. They have, they, they're so prolific, and the number of fry they put out in the lake drives a lot of the other fish species in the lake from a from both a you know a size and a, and a number oh, standpoint. Definitely. So we you know we studied the, the the fact that that coho smolt were feeding on sockeye fry, and they they'd get huge. The chinook, the juvenile chinook, were eating them. You know, dolly the bar, trout, dollies, dollies rainbows, all that, yes, everything in there, and and so you know now we're seeing. Some of these 
sockeye residualize in Lake Washington. It's probably been going on for quite a while. There's also Chinook in Lake Washington that are residualized somewhat, so you'll you'll catch a little Chinook too. So it's going to be interesting. I can't wait to get Brad on. I, get, I got to bump into Brad a couple times at the boat so show over the past week. Um, LPJ is going to check in one more time from the Olympic Peninsula. He's working on um, – a film called Vision. So we, we wanted to come back and, and uh, clear up something that, that happened last week and talking about that too. Then you sat in on a commission meeting yesterday. Yeah. And um, it kind of sounded like a mealy mouth kind of bunch of nonsense, really. Yeah, I don't know how they get anything done. And they and that was brought up many times through the meeting, like, hey, what? What are we doing? We're going to analyze every single word on the page. You know, they're, they're trying to get through a bunch of different topics, but nobody can agree on anything. It was, it, it was just hard to listen to. I listened to the whole thing, um, started at home, moved to my truck, driving up to go set some bobcat traps, listening to this nonsense, and I'm just going, well, that explains why we don't get anything done. And when we do get stuff done, it's it's nothing that we, we are – Agreeing. Well, here's the thing. In a nutshell, we're going to have Brian Lynn on of the sportsmansalliance.org. And and Brian Lynn, you know, it's his job to kind of keep his finger on the pulse of this stuff. Now, Lorna Smith is a commissioner from Port Townsend. And she she is not what you would call at all a traditional outdoor management type of person. I think she'd rather be running a zoo, right? Yes. So the problem is... She is trying to steer the commission into a non-consumptive wildlife management model. This is not the remit. This is not the responsibility. This is not the purpose of the WDFW commission, right? So it, it when so Brian Lynn's going to walk us through some of this stuff. But ever since Fred Kuntz opened up his mouth and got bounced off the commission, the rest of these commissioners are afraid of their own shadow with regard to going on the record with something you know that she's trying to she's trying to pull essentially. So it's going to be interesting to get uh, Brian Lynn's take on that. But this is something, and, and the words non-consumptive are something you really need to pay attention to because this this is going to have national ramifications if they get this management model away from the traditional wildlife management model that's that, that has worked for hundreds of years here in this yep, country. Worked just fine. Yeah, and and, and now we're well, and this is the time, guys, to yeah, pay attention time, to what's going sure. on because it. it once we lose something, that's not the time to pay attention. No. We need to be listening to what they're doing now, paying attention, and scream our heads off yeah. when we don't like what they're doing. We, we lost our spring bear hunt, and it we're not hearing anything about that. Um, we needed to be have way more of a voice before that happened. What we need to do is is fight to keep what we have. Yes, there's no point in crying in about it once it's gone. Okay, and and make no mistake. These people are trying to end fishing and hunting in the state of Washington. And they're I, doing I a good job of it. Well, they're they're going to replace us hunters with uh, with large predators who are going to manage these elk and deer populations. And, and sna- then, then we're not needed anymore. Well, and but the, then the the problem there obviously is one of public safety, sure. and we're already seeing it. We're already seeing increased bear attacks. We're seeing increased cougar interactions. 
you know, we've been over this and over this, and it's just, you know, we we got to kind of really watch what we're doing here, and more more importantly, watch what the commission is doing. All right, Todd Daniels then is going to round out the show with uh, TallTalesGuideService.com, a little Callet Steel and some other stuff, and, and uh, really, dude, 8,000 Springers yeah. coming back to the Callets. Dude, all right. Joey just got back from Rufus Woods with a uh, good friend Austin Mosier, and you're a Walleye convert now? Yeah. I mean, what? Okay, a, there's it. no blackmouth to fish for. We, we don't get to fish for salmon hardly anymore here. I might right. as well start fishing for walleye. All right. We're going to talk a little like Roosevelt, a little Rufus Woods here in the outdoor line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. From the shining shores of Puget Sound to your radio, this is the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. Uh, 866-979-3776. That is the, uh, the text toy. It's also the reverse chime hotline by Tri Wellcraft Duckworth. 866-979-3776. Joey from the 360. Hey, Joey, how was the drive back from Grand Coulee on Monday? You, you guys, you guys went over Stevens. We and did. came back in a blizzard. Yeah, we came back in a blizzard, but look. Um, as a successful walleye fisherman, <laughs> it was a great trip back. It's the price you pay for I your passion. I was beaming. Yes, I uh, but yeah, no, it was a little saucy. Uh, Nate Baker, our good buddy Nate, he he actually drove, so I just sat in the passenger seat, and um, yeah, we hit the top of the pass, and it was uh, saucy to say yeah. the least. Yeah. But it it was fine, you know. It was a Monday evening, and there wasn't any traffic. Um, great trip over there with Austin. We went over Sunday, stayed at Grand. Uh, Grand Coulee, the center, little center lodge there, great spot, um, and the fishing was killer. We uh, we launched right at there at the the Indian boat launch, the native boat launch there, which is perfect because you can you don't even have to start your big motor. You can just yeah. same, same one out same one that we launched at back in yep. December. Yeah, um, it was forty degrees ish when we started. That's Instead crazy because four ish yeah, degrees. That's that's only thirty one degrees warmer than it was last time. We were and um, we fished for trips for like maybe forty minutes, and it was pretty slow bite in the morning. So we went right to walleye fishing. Now check this out. My first cast, I caught my first walleye. Are you kidding me? On your first cast? Listen, I Austin tells me how he wants me to do this. He's like, cast out there. Football head jig. Football, so it wasn't the steel head jig. Okay, soft plastic. Yeah, gotcha. football head jig, soft plastic. No scent, no nothing. Just night crawlers. I night took crawlers. a bunch okay, of night okay. crawlers. Right. He said sometimes. Say, Joey Pyburn raised baits, not using bait. He Come said on. sometimes you don't need it. Yeah. Um, but, but as long as it was You good. might as well have them on there. Some days you can't catch them unless they're tipped with a night crawler. So I got up in the bow of the boat. He said, cast as far as you can. And you're like. You're in 30 feet of water. You're casting up onto like some, the submer- submerged bar that's like 18 feet, 25 feet. And you're kind of working that jig off the edge of the bar. And you're almost like side drifting in the current. He's got, and, a, he's got his bow mount down holding yeah. it. Oh, yeah. And he said, just picture that jig like hopping like a frog. And you have to be able to feel your jig hit the bottom. And you just pop it a little bit. You know, you mix up your cadence. Spinning spinning gear. Spinning gear. Braid. Braid. Little braid. Okay. Good um, feel. Top shot. Yeah. A fluoro. And I cast out and I'm kind of feeling the jig. Takes a little bit to get used to feeling that jig because you have a lot of line out. How much water? Like 18 feet. Okay. I was going to say 20 yeah. feet. Yeah. Yeah. And feel that jig hop, hop. And you just feel a tick. <laughs> And he, he just said, hey, if you feel anything like a tick or a tug, set the hook. 
You're not going to catch him unless you set the hook. And I don't. I make like four hops, and I feel a tick, and I set the hook, and I'm like, <laughs> "What? There's one." <laughs> and Austin's like, "No way! Your first cast." Joby then, has uh, the touch, dude. And then I didn't catch one for like another hour and a half. Good, good. I'm glad. But then you know, yeah, we got into him, and we we got him pretty good. You also are we're catching triploids. While we're fishing for walleye, See, I they're would picking not, up those. I would not have suspected that. And it's a, you know, the whole bait is almost four inches long with the, the soft plastic, the jig, a big night crawler on there. And those those <laughs> rainbows are grabbing those things too. And we caught some of our biggest rainbows on the walleye stuff. Uh, wrapped up the day fishing for walleye about 2 o'clock. And I think we had three rainbows in the, in the live well at that point. And... Austin said, "Well, let's just pull over there and we'll just bang out our limit." And it it would and that afternoon bite was stupid. You would drop your jig, pop it a couple of times and you'd have a, a rainbow on. And nonstop, as many as you wanted to catch. And there still a bunch of snow over there too? No. Not no. Not, not that much. No, the snow is pretty much gone. Mule deer walking around a little bit. You see, oh, see any deer? There, as soon as we came into town Sunday evening, there's Did- mule deer walking all over the streets. That's yeah. cool. What a cool part of it. I mean, I, I think it's so cool he's moving but he's moving in there. Oh, it's That's, beautiful yeah, over there. There's turkeys. Sure. You, there's everything there. There's elk, yeah. mule deer, turkeys, tons of coyotes if you want to hunt coyotes, pheasant. Um, we're, we're First thing in the morning, we're sitting there trying to catch a, a couple rainbows before we went walleye fishing. There's turkeys yelping and <laughs> gobbling coming down to the river. There's pheasant crowing, and they're just – it's like – Tons of life over there, and I think there were three boats on that's the water crazy. that day. Yeah, that's nuts, know, with man. Us. So, yeah, pretty, absolutely pretty nuts. Cool spot. Well, and then the state record whitefish just got confirmed yesterday. What was that thing eight pounds? Seven point eight. Seven point eight six. Gavin Boggs of Davenport. He's a. He's a. Um, he's a. I think he goes Gonzaga. to Gonzaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a he's a jack. Yeah, and his that's parents cool. have a place there, so he spends a lot of time fishing there. And he was actually. Fishing for walleye deep, like 75 feet deep with a jig, and he got that. that 75. You, have, you can wow. probably find a picture of that on either social oh, sure. or on the Department of Fish and Wildlife website, yeah. but it is a chunk. Yeah, go to go to Andy Walgamott's uh, blog on Northwest Sportsman Magazine. So, Or go to kayakfishingwashington.com. That is the website of our next guest, Brad Hole, who is doing it on Lake Washington. going to tell you about it next here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the BOMAC Tech Line. BOMAC has all the gear for all your techniques, and SMI shellfish gear is simply the best. BOMAC, we catch big fish. Welcome back to the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. Matt Nelson running the board behind the glass. Joey Pyburn to my right. I'm Tom Nelson, thanks for tuning in this morning. Go check out kayakfishingwashington.com. Obviously, the next, the website of our next guest, Brad Hall. Brad Hall, I saw your uh, smiling face over there at the Outdoor Emporium booth uh, or down at the boat show last week. How'd, how'd that go for you? Oh, it was great. I was I was there. I think about four days, just mainly the weekends, but uh, it was it was busy. We we killed it. Sold a lot of Hobie kayaks and of course tons of fishing gear. Well, um, but yeah. Yeah, every time I popped in there, guys were grabbing stuff. You got great deals down there. Um, but you've been out on your kayak cruising around Lake Washington. And, and I had a guy reach out to me the other day, and he said, man, where on the west side can I go catch kokanee this time of the year? You know, we have some good fisheries on the east side, you know, Lake Roosevelt, Lake Chelan. They seem to have, you know, kokanee kind of almost year-round. 
But here on the west side, like a lot of our kokanee fisheries don't really kick off till spring. But you you got into some really nice kokanee down on Lake Washington. Just uh, I think you were out there on Tuesday, right? Yeah, I was out there Tuesday and Wednesday. And, you know, it's funny. Here I said I overlooked the, the south end of the lake, and I rarely fish here. And it's, you know, it's mm-hmm. a 10-minute drive to Gene Gould on boat ramp. And um, the fishing's been pretty hot um, for kokanee and cutthroat. So um, I was out Tuesday with a buddy, and it was kind of choppy out there. But we, I, w- I was amazed. I don't normally fish uh, kokanee. I typically fish cutthroat just more for the fight and um but these were pretty pretty entertaining fish we uh and you're only fishing about 25 30 feet down which was nice instead of 80 or 90 feet so and, uh, ha- and how are you getting down to them are you because you're not running a, a downrigger a lot of guys run um you know kokanee gear off their downriggers or they'll flatline what do you are you running lead line yeah i'm running lead core my my buddy kevin who works at Outdoor Emporium, he's got a, a downrigger on his kayak. Mm-hmm. I have one. I just prefer lead core over it. And um, <clears throat> so he was he was actually picking up fish a lot quicker than me because I don't think I was down far enough. And I, as I let more line out, I started to get into him. But, uh, but yeah, either da- uh, downrigger or uh, lead line. Um, if you're not familiar with lead line, it's pretty neat stuff. I, I let out about five, six colors. Uh, so the line's way behind you, but it, it um, in a kayak you're just not making the noise of a boat and stuff, and that you don't sure. spook the fish. And we were just hammering them. That's a big aspect to it too. I mean, because you know you see the whole thing, and and, and you know I hate to keep bringing up Austin Moser, but his planer mm-hmm. boards. That's the he has to get his gear away, away from, from the, the boat. boat because of the noise of the boat, and you completely eliminate that. But but you are you also marking them? Are you are you seeing them at depth? Is that giving you a clue? And and uh, and is it are, are you are you swinging little little dodgers as well? What what's a terminal tackle? Yeah, so setup is uh, <clears throat> you're marking a few, but it's best just to let your line out and just go with it. And uh, I'm running a Max Dodger, Double D Dodger, and um, a, about a 12 or 14 inch leader with either a you know a wiggle hoochie, you know, like little, little waving hoochies, or those God's Tooth spoons oh, that are yeah. made locally, yep. kind of by you. Just the blue and silver was was working really well for us. Are you tipping um, that with anything or running? You know, them? we we tipped them with those Berkeley uh, uh, maggots, mm-hmm. but I was getting them without. So you know, I think it's the key is just get it in front of the fish and it's going to hit. I, I didn't really think it was really down to what terminal tackle you were using as much as it was find the fish and just once you hit one, just pull back through it again. And there's probably um, no nobody out there, right? You kind of have the lake no, to yourself. It was, it was quiet. Tuesday, yeah. we were the only ones out there. Uh, I went back out on Wednesday uh, with my buddy, and it was the sun was out. It was a little bright. I'm like, oh, this fish are going to be deeper. And, and they were at back at that 25. Um, now, mind you, we're, we're starting at 10, 11 o'clock. <laughs> you want to get up early? You know, I've heard of guys flatlining it out there and getting fish, you know, right at the surface. So those fish will be up top as well. Well, so. and most of the time, you know, that, that kokanee bite is going to be the best that first hour of light and then they start to go down and a lot of times the bite is over. So, and, and these aren't like, you know, eight to 10 inch kokanee. You got some like 14 inch kokanee. Yeah. Yeah. We got some nice ones. Uh, If you go to my Facebook page and stuff, I've got them laid out on the front of my Mm -hmm. kayak, but yeah, there were some chunkers in there. I was, 
I was surprised. I'm not a big kokanee fisherman. I call them freshwater shakers, but they do <laughs> they do cut well, and man, they were delicious. Yeah, uh, they're crazy. Um, but I, you know, I got in a, a big, probably a 18, 19 inch cutty too, trolling the same gear. So that's the other um, nice plus too, is you've got those fish in there, and, and they'll really rip some drag on you compared to the the company but fun fishing locally. well with, with not a lot of stuff going on right now i'll guarantee you <laughs> there's have, a bunch of there's a bunch of company. hardcore <laughs> kokanee guys for sure you know and i mean this is a great opportunity to go catch kokanee at a time when really we're not going to see lake stevens kick in till mm-hmm. i mean some guys will start hitting it in may um but it's usually pretty slow right out of the gate so this is you know pretty exciting i i I actually never really heard of guys fishing for kokanee this time of year. It's always been like a cut, more of yeah, a cutthroat. Yeah, more cutthroat, cut and you get a couple incidentally. And then there's the, you know, the whole residualized Chinook deal in there too, Brad. You know, you, you do, but oh, yeah. the, the, the crazy thing about Lake Washington is there's more people living around Lake Washington than any other lake in the, in, in the state. And the least and nobody fishing it. Nobody yeah. fishing. <laughs> Just crazy. Yeah. Well, wait, wait, wait till we get a sockeye fishery. Again and then, yeah, then they'll come out of the woodwork. No question about it. Hey, before we let you go, man, what's uh, what was uh, what was the talk at the boat show on the kayak side of things? Anything anything new and exciting uh, coming out in Hobie and the rest of your lines? Yeah, not a lot of new with Hobie. Uh, there's a new color coming out that's a kind of a rust color and in, in a pro angler and and a an outback kind of a rust camo color, which is neat. So I think the store will be getting the, some of those pretty soon, but. Pretty much the standard line. Um, it, it's nice to see more and more people getting into the sport and for sure. talking to people that you know have been doing it for a lot, long time. So it's 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 fun to be part of this. So well, well um, and, and, and it's, it's just it's just medicinal to be on the water in a kayak, man. Oh, it's peaceful. Matt, Matthew quiet. and I enjoy it. You know, Kathy and I have been out on our out on our kayaks doing the whole thing. And you know, last last September, the whales come swimming by us, so rotten. You know, on the kayak in Puget Sound, and here comes a freaking gray whale, right? Yeah, you, you know, I mean, it's just you, you, you can't have experiences like that in in a big old boat. You, well, and you we just should can't. probably explain to folks. It, it, I mean, I'm sure a lot of our listeners know they've heard Brad on here before, but this is not your these no. are not your normal kayaks. Why don't you run us through a lot of the the special uh, options on these kayaks and or, and really what makes them or the way he refers to it as a kayak. The kayak. Go. Yeah, run run us through it, just so folks know what we're talking about here. These are fishing platforms. Yeah, these are by Hobie out of California, and they're they're pedal driven. Um, it's it's the way a penguin swims through the water. So it's it, it looks funny, but it's two fins that flap back and forth, side to side, and efficiently propel you through the water. Um, most of them have reverse too, so there's a little rip cord that you pull and and it backs you up. Mine is is kind of on steroids. It's got this 360 drive, so I can go sideways and diagonal, all with the the, the turn of a crank uh, on the side. So I have rudder control, and then I can control what those fins are doing. So the type of fishing I enjoy doing, um, you know, uh, vertical jigging and stuff for crappie or, or lake trout or something, I can I can pretty much stay stationary in one place without anchoring 
just by making little adjustments with these fins. So, but they've they've really made it easy to you know mount a, a fish finder on these, to mount a downrigger, to you know it's basically it's a mini boat. Yeah, for sure, know, um, it, at a fraction of the cost. Yeah, and and doesn't have a fuel tank. One of the best things about it. Right, uh, right. Go go check out kayakfishingwashington.com. I'm sure you're going to be popping out some opportunities for guys to get on some demos with Outdoor Emporium and Sport Co. pretty soon too. Yep, we will. Um, when, once it warms up, we'll we'll definitely be getting out for a demo day, so follow that page as well. So Keep me posted, buddy. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks, guys. Have All a good right. day. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, coming up next, Lael Paul Johnson, F-L-Y-G-Y-D-E, flyguy.com. Joining us next during the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. Welcome to the Outdoor Line Picks of the Week, presented by Ray Marine Electronics. Don't just go fishing, go hunting underwater. Ray Marine, simply superior. <laughs> Log on to flyguide.com. That's the website uh, of our next guest, LPJ. And before I get into this, I just, I just want to state, I, last week I, I incorrectly and therefore unkindly made a reference to one of LPJ's sponsors, which I, I regret and I apologize for because it it kind of came off as, as as disrespectful. It was not my intent, but that was the effect of it. And, uh, and LPJ, I apologize for that, man. I, I never want to bring somebody on the radio show and make them, you know, feel anything but but supported and, and upheld. So I, I apologize, man. And buddy, I appreciate that, and I appreciate us uh, being able to get back on and uh, and uh, and speak about it. And it just, you know, it, um, uh, the color or the the the, the comment <clears throat> um, just kind of stung a little bit. And I I really do believe that there's a lot of things that are said that some people do it like they they take a little bit too far. You know, everybody's kind of touchy feely, but there are some things that still do mean something. For sure. For sure. Um, And, uh, and I, and I appreciate you for doing that. Um, And it was, it was at a, it was at a, actually, um, I guess our conversation comes at a good time because actually uh, when we were doing our interview, um, I was in the middle of, middle of filming uh, a, uh, a day in the life look of what it's like to be a black professional angler, um, you know, uh, including myself and another gentleman named Wesley Allen from Michigan. And the name of the film is called Visibility, right? Now, visibility obviously makes a lot of sense for, you know, what I do. I mean, I'm sitting in forks right now looking, you know, to head out and see what the visibility of the water is, you know, and if a fish is going to be able to see my fly. But also, uh, you know, as I started my career, and you, like, you and Rob were, like, just incredible and still have been to this day, to help the visibility of myself being seen in this industry and what it is like from the perspective of actually being a black angler. So um, visibility is walking along the river with me, spay fishing while we're fishing. There's three fish caught in the film and actually like a, like an inside look of like, what is it actually like to do what you do in, in this body, in this skin? It, it's not what you think it's like. Everybody would think that it's awesome. In most days, it is awesome, but there's some days that it's really not, right? And I don't mean just being a fishing guide, right? It's a it's a little bit of a different look. So I've had some support from uh, some of my sponsors, and uh, we had a really really great film crew. And filming was great. Is like one of the most visually stunning things that I've seen. I mean, we we just got perfect weather. You know, which I was like, this never happens. Like it's blown out. We'll get to film for like one day, and we got six days. It was it was incredible. From a, when are we going to be able to see this? Yeah, that, I mean, so um, we, that, that we're kind of um, that we're kind of uh, we do not know at the at the moment because we we may be adding on another segment in, and I'll put it like this: is like it might end up in BC or I might end up in Patagonia. Oh wow! So uh, yeah, we, well, that, we we wrapped up the Olympic Peninsula section of it. Um, and it, it finished really well, so it might just be um, 
filmed, you know, on the Olympic Peninsula, you know, start, finish there. Um, we're just going to look at everything when we're done with all the footage. We got, like, we got a lot of stuff and a lot of, uh, a lot of information to go through. But uh, it's, a really, it's a really fishing film. So, like, if you like fishing, you're going to like the film. And that's what I wanted in the first place. I, w- I want you to sit there. I just want you to go fishing with me. Well, right? I f- what is it actually like to be... Yeah. I feel for you ahead, if you have to go to BC or to <laughs> Patagonia or somewhere like that. That you poor guy. Yeah. So, but you've had a water condition year out there on the peninsula that that's been stunning. I, I mean, you alluded it's to the fact great. you've had very few blown out days, and most importantly, yeah. you've had some fish and fish of good size, good size steelhead this season. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. I mean, I, I can't believe that actually. Yeah, it's, it's kind of one of those years where like. You know, we'll, we'll get a little bit of high water, but nothing crazy. Not no 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 wild blowouts, and we'll just get a little bit of rain every couple now and uh, every couple of days. Just keep the level where you want it. You know, I don't want it clear. I don't want it. But I do not want like really good like you know ten feet of visibility. Like give me three to four feet. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a day. Yep, that's a day. Yeah. yeah well, and also we we honestly in our heart of hearts we want to see you filming up on the Skagit and sock right and I and know. so so it's so frustrating LPJ so so I reached out to Edward Eliezer this week WDFW emailed him no response okay. Joey emailed him no response and so then I started digging around a little bit and I and I and I got this guy Michael Milstein of Noah. And so I made a big pitch. Hey, Mr. Milstein, we're here. You're, you know, in charge of the permit and, you know, stuff like that. Can you give us any update, any indication? Dude, crickets. Crickets from these people. Yeah, I'm just, I'm I'm kind of blown away. I I had... I'm, I'm glad the Olympic Peninsula, it's, it's fishing well. I've, like I said, I've, had, I've had a good season, and I know a lot of my other um, buddies and guys, you know, saying they're having a great season as well. So, I mean, I can't, I'm not crying at the moment, but I really would like to be on, you know, what I would consider now, like my river. You know, I'd like to be on the Skagit. I mean, I saw, you know, down in another river, down in the lower section, I ran into another dude that I'm supposed to be seeing in concrete, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Well, and it'd be nice just to spread folks out, have more than one option to go catch a steelhead well you know we sit here on on january 49th and and with no steelhead and we got no you know we got nothing going on in puget sound right now you know except for the south sound you do now we did have brad hole on he's got this deal going on on the uh you know lake washington stuff but dude in my heart of hearts man i want to be going down floating the sock you know or 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 drifting down in, in the you know on the skagit and i mean there's some absolute toads down there i don't know about you but i've hooked there some are there are there really are it's just it's just it's really nice water man like going to the schedule i mean for anybody who's been fished around this area or who or even who hasn't like the olympic peninsula and then changing out to the schedule it's like going to canada mm-hmm. i mean it's a trip you know it is it is an experience it's like it's a world-class fisherman it's someplace like you know the steelhead or like you have to be you have to go there to fish it's important um, it's a really, really special place, and I, I love, I love being up there. And it, it does it. It holds hogs, man. It's got some big boys around there. Oh, yeah, you, you and I and Joey, we've all hooked steelhead in there that we've never seen, right? You, yeah, you, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. They won't come out of the hole. They won't come out of a root nope. ball. Or you're drifting down in a drift boat, and they just, you know, they just keep peeling line. I mean, I uh, yep. just, you know, and then those are the ones that stay with you. What, what is it about oh, yeah, the big ones you lose that you just never forget them? It breaks your heart, man, and you're just trying to, you know, you're trying to heal. You got to hook one, and then, you know, the next one, he's probably ten pounds. You'll see him, but like, yeah, Walter doesn't come out of the wood too uh, too often. Yeah, Walter Ike the Pike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the all the nicknames. Mm-hmm. So, all right, buddy. Well, yeah, we'll let you get yeah. to work. I know you're you're uh, you're on the peninsula today. You're running a trip, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, good luck. Keep in touch. Let us know when visibility hits, man. I'm I, I'm curious I, to see I what comes will. out of that for sure. 
All right. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. All right. Thanks, LPJ. Talk to you soon. Once again, a website is flyguide.com, and uh, he he does a really great job with that. No question about it. Um, So so now, you know, we're kind of looking looking at March from here because let's just – Because what else do we have to do? (laughs) So – and and I just kind of want to harken back. Our our last – seminars at the boat show you know you did you did link cod 101 and and uh then i i did the spring straight chinook and i was i was really surprised at all the folks that, that showed up for for both of those but both of those refer to march opportunities out on the out on the straits yeah yeah i and again thank you for everybody who came down i also was very surprised um in fact uh connor martinez called me a couple nights before my seminars and he said hey I'd like to help promote your seminars. Why don't you come down to the store and we'll do like a Facebook live thing. And I was like, how about let's not? Yeah. Because I, I was, I was nervous. So I was pretty shocked when I walked in there and there, there's like 40, almost 50 people for both of the seminars. And then it completely filled up for yours. And I was excited to see yours because obviously I've, I've been with you, <laughs> you know, the last few years out in CQ and experienced that fishery. And yeah, Looking forward to CQ. What's that going to look like? If I, you know, I, I'm kind of hearing rumblings from the Canadian side. Boy, are we. <clears throat> and they're Fruit. catching some really nice quality, mature fish. Um, so, oh gosh, I just think there's going to be good, some good fishing out well, there. Well, from the get-go last year. It was it, great. It was, it was amazing on the Chinook front. And then, you know, and then it kind of it kind of took a little bit of a dip, but – so, so now we're also looking at the second Saturday in March, obviously, because that's that's going to be the eleventh, and that's going to be when we get our first area four rockfish and lingcod opportunity. Two lings a day, mm-hmm. no size restriction. Five rocks a day, right? Yeah, and I mean fresh white meat, man. We we actually had a little halibut last night. Just it's just dude crazy about that stuff but but just hearkening back to last saturday yeah i was thrilled not only that that, that we had good attendance to those seminars the boat show did as a whole but also to have our friend chad allison you got you got yeah. to talk to chad from peregrinelodge.com he's the assistant lodge manager up our there. conversation quickly devolved <laughs> into hunting and, and then he started talking about moose oh, and, yeah. yeah and i i mean he showed me some pictures of some of the most beautiful Roosevelt elk I've ever seen. I did. I had. Did you? Did you realize there yeah, was there I was did, Roosevelt yeah. elk on 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 Haida Gwaii, on, on the Queen Charlotte Islands? Yeah, I had no idea. But but some of those, you know, they're just what what is it about really really cool wet country uh, elk and just the way their their antlers, their antlers look? Antlers are yeah. so orange yeah. and dark. Yeah. And gosh, and those those two bulls that he showed us were like those things. He said his buddies never put a tape to him, and he said, in fact, that bull, that monster, I'll probably pushing 400 inch bull he goes yeah it's just sitting outside <laughs> just getting bleached yeah just uh well you know what i love eating them too but, but there's something special about that rack you can you know and you do, do the whole european dude um so go check out peregrinelodge.com we did get a lot of interest we have a few seats left for the listener trip and that's father's day weekend uh coming up and coming up in june I hope you can join us on that we have a jam-packed second hour so we've got to literally watch Everything coming out of Olympia today on, on the wildlife front these days, and especially coming out of the Wildlife Commission. That's what Brian Lynn of SportsmansAlliance.org is doing right now. Um, you know, and, and, and it's troubling that we have no less than two lawsuits working our way through the courts right now. We've got Fish Northwest lawsuit now that's that's languishing in the Ninth Circuit. we got to hear some stuff about that. And then, of course, W4 um, – 
Washingtonians for Wildlife Conservation. W4WC.org. And and make sure you join both of these organizations. So Brian Lynn's going to jump in and talk to us about that. Les Schwab Tires, Northwest Outdoor Port, and then Todd Daniels. We're actually going to fish the second hour, okay? We're going to fish quite a bit. Uh, Todd Daniels is going to be down in the Cowlitz where there's steelhead coming in. And pretty soon, somewhere between eight and 10,000 spring Chinook. That's got to have some guys fired up. Give me a good one, dude. Right back here with Hour 2 here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App.